Welcome back to Dingoes and Dimwits. In our last episode, the adventurers found themselves in an altercation with some corn, which they swiftly dealt with. Not really, they took a long time. And following that, they found themselves in a dark cave that gave them an eerie, dark feeling that was surrounded in blood. After a few moments in the cave, they found that their names were being written on the walls in blood. Find out what happens next on today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. I sacrifice them up and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing as I'm at the back, I'm already I'm already walking away. All right, so you, you're all going to start to walk away. Um, I just want to no, point I'm out, I'm staying. I want to I want to I want to suss this. I want to see where this goes. So, is it like a giant opening, and then like the names are in the back, like in the back of this opening, or you you walked into this cave? It's like a little bit of a path yeah. down, and as you get like into the path itself, you've you've probably walked maybe like 60, 70 feet. From the entrance it's not a long way it's just enough of a way to like for it to have been dark and is now lit up um and everywhere like up until the entrance way of the cave itself is blood everywhere and it's on the walls the stalactites are dripping with blood um and everything's co coated and covered in it your shoes are now they have blood on on the underside of them where is gray where did gray go gray yeah you, you don't know gray is definitely not here um but um is the chicken here uh, the chin's not here. No, not that you can see. Um, Falas, roll me a perception check, please. 19. Perfect. So you notice that the um, the corn that's on the ground is decobbed. It's like decobbed completely. It's withered and it's like the leaves of it being green are all gray and all scrawny and, and frail like it's all brown and gray uh, you get the sense that that corn is fucking dead is that the cob that we'd come yes. in following yes as that happens outside the cave not that you really hear much you hear the normal tweeting of birds simple day kind of thing you hear a massive explosion you and none of you are really perturbed by this but it's followed by another one and another one and they're getting louder. They're getting very loud, and it all sounds like it's coming back from where you've come from. It's just massive explosions, um, and you can see light coming from outside the actual cave entrance from where you are. So what do you do? He's, he's going to stay in the cave where there's blood everywhere? I've already started walking backwards. I yeah, am I going to grab my in. arrow, and I am getting the fuck out of that cave. It's probably wise. Um, as you all start to uh, exit, and you all basically arrive to the entranceway, you see, um, looking down at the farm itself, that things are not how they were a few moments ago. Um, rather, that uh, shit is kind of hit the fan. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> the the farm is now completely mostly engulfed in flames um and there appears to be a rather large and i mean very large from where the barn was a large stalked creature has erupted from the center of this and at that same moment a large screeching sound comes scoring across ringing in your ears as we as we exit the cave and see this i would just like to make the comment of I don't think we're getting paid, boys. True that. <laughs> no, no. You don't say. The unfortunate thing for you guys is where you are now is a stoned area, which is leading onto the path. The only really way out of this area is either through the burning fields of corn or back towards the farm. So you're kind of in a tight situation here. Let's take on the gigantic corn thing. How much, uh, how much health does Navarth have? I've been healed by nature. I am fine. 
It's full HP, max full HP. HP. It's full max, HP. Max HP. I'm ready for another throwdown. Google can't heal anymore today, though. Ah, it's fine. We'll go That's to sleep. Right. It'd be like, what, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. today? It's it's now like, yeah, in the middle of the afternoon. I say let's fuck him up. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say I don't want to get third degree burns, so I'm going to go for the giant fucking creature. Okay, so as you all kind of move back down towards, you see that the entire area, like timber is thrown around everywhere. You actually see um, a body in the middle of the farm where the shed is nearby. Uh, the body of the elf, the master, um, just lying on the ground. Um, with burns and uh, blood pulling out uh, around him. Um, okay. And you see in in the distance, uh, just over to your side, in where there was the sunflower part of the farm, a rather large, and I mean rather large, 40-foot-high giant sunflower. And then not only is it just a sunflower, um, in where the bud of the face of the sunflower is, is no longer a bud, but it is surrounded as spiraling teeth towards the center in a vortex. And it looks menacing and it is massive. At that same moment, it screeches very loud, once again, ringing in your ears. But you also hear immediately after that, barking in the same direction of where it is. Oh, boys, Grazer. Fucking Grazer. We're going to take care of him. Yeah, come let's get it. We gotta go get grey. Just like to say, this started off as a simple delivery. <laughs> delivery I didn't want to do. <laughs> Imagine if it was that little eight-year-old fucking elf boy. You were the one that suggested to help the fucking kid. <laughs> I said for cash, you no, fucking moron. No, 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 Ugor. Ugor, the one who said he didn't want to do this. You're the one that's fucking made us here in the first place. You're like, we can help deliver it. Hey, for come you. on, come on. You know, you were doing a we good thing a for a kid. Decision. You made no. a good decision. You know, yeah. you don't never know that this could have happened. No, I'm just merely trying to like get away from the fact that the one that's put us here is saying that he didn't want to do it in the first place. That's a fucking lie. Dirty, rotten lie. <laughs> so as as you guys all go towards where this is, you enter into a similar kind of clearing, which has just been scorched out in the areas bare. When we finish bickering with each other. <laughs> After you finish bickering, you see greys darting around barking and you are precededly very, very intimidated by the large gaping oh, mouth <laughs> of this sunflower. And... Gray is darting around barking. Right as you arrive, you see him barking in this area. As you get there, you see Gray turn and look at you. And as that happened, he yells out, Is my master? And at the same moment, the sunflower reaches down with its head and just oh, completely God, grabs no. up Gray in its mouth. And you see what would have been if it had a neck. Just a large bulge just pulse down and through into the core of its roots. Oh! <laughs> oh. Fucking rip. Definitely don't think we're getting paid now, boys. <laughs> so, boys, now we're going to deal with fighting this giant sunflower. Um, let's roll initiative. Oh, can I just please? <laughs> I rolled a fucking six! Oh I rolled God. a 19. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm so over initiative! You're just too slow, man. Oh, the big orc is faster. <laughs> Fucking wood elf. Twelve. I can't do anything. And 18. 4L. Eight, <sighs> back to back 18s. You wait. One of these days, I'm going to be fucking first. <laughs> I'm going to make sure everyone knows it. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to roll for the uh, big baddie. 
and see what happens. Okay. That doesn't sound good. Okay. Uh, Philas, please, please roll me a d20. Actually, re-roll your initiative, because uh, it got the same as you. It got 19. Nine. Nine. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it got a nine as well. <laughs> oh, Bullshit. for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. I've got a counter of two. All right. Two. All right. Ready again. All right. Roll again. Seven plus three is ten. Okay. I'm going to allow <laughs> you to keep the 19. I'm going to give it the 17. Starting us off is for Lassenaris. What are you going to do about this big fucking thing? Oh, there's something I should mention as well. This is something that is blanket termed. So this is what we would conceive to be called as a boss fight. Boss fights have mechanics, right? Deliberate mechanics that work about them. You do not know how these work. You will learn how how they work as the thing goes on. You cannot perception check or investigation check the mechanics. You have to learn by noticing what the boss does in the combat situation. Does that mean that also in in this boss fight that it has certain aspects of it that will do more damage if you hit it there than in other places? I that can't you say. Because I wonder if we remove its pedals, take one pedal away at a time, that could help. She loves me. She loves me not. Uh, just walking up to a giant 40 foot fucking sunflower. <laughs> just walking up to a sunflower. She loves me. His pedals. She loves me not. <laughs> she doesn't fucking love me. Bullshit. Let's try again. As, as it bites on you. It doesn't love me. It doesn't love me. Oh my God. <laughs> the boss has particular things that and mechanics that will work. You, you, you just kind of have to fight it and see. So, for last. I'm going to spread out a bit and move to about there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ray of frost it. Just yep. one. So that hits you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it should hit. Yep, definitely so. All right, fine. I'll, yeah, go with ray of frost. Okay. So roll. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, roll me a d20. Two. Okay. Um, as you move to where you are um, and you fire your ray of frost, um, the sunflower, which perceivably to you has no eyes, uh, turns and looks in your direction. Yep. All right, next up is uh, Boral. Boral, all right. Oh, I don't want to get in striking distance of this big fucking thing. <laughs> Stop me, big bitch. <laughs> Before you do your attack roll, roll me a d20. Oh. Three? The yep. rolling of d20s feels like it might be a mechanic. I just don't know what the mechanic is. As you get close to it, um, its attention then turns to you. It's now looking in your direction below. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like a stealth mechanic. It can't see. It can't see. It's got no eyes. It's a sunflower. Uh, the noise or something like that. Or you, the movement. Why the roots are all there? Traveling the roots. roots. I also oh, yeah, feel the roots. like... I think it fills you through the roots or something. Could be. I also feel as though maybe as you roll your d20, whatever, whoever has the highest roll is who it's going to attack. That could be my assumption. I can't tell you here nor there. I know you can't. I'm not talking to you, DM. Shut the fuck we'll up. We'll find out. Hey, metagaming, we'll mate. Metagaming, I'm putting the butt... Noni. All right. All right. 22 to hit. 22 to hit. <laughs> That's a hit, my dude. Roll some damage. And I hit it for three. All right. Nice. You got to do a second I attack. roll for second hit. 12. Um, yep. And... I hit it for seven. Oh, you know you don't hit it. Sorry, I I, I stand oh, corrected. I don't. Okay, sorry, you don't sorry, hit sorry. It, You would have potentially hit it if it was higher. Is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, it's now its turn. Um, 
It doesn't. It doesn't like that. All right. So it's going. <laughs> like True. It's going to do a attack called vine swipe. What it's going to do is it has tendril vines that come up from the roots uh, around it. It's going to then uh, try and strike you with that. If successful on hit, the target is forced back ten feet. You're about to get yeeted, Mister Burrell. <laughs> That's a seventeen. That's going to hit. I'm going to roll damage. Oh, I roll low. You're lucky. That's, that's three points of damage, and you've been knocked back ten feet. Damn. So it, it tendril comes up and swiping in your general direction, and it just whacks you square on in the chest, winding you a little, knocking you back. Not yeah, doing I took too three much. damage. So you've taken you've taken three damage. It is also going to, as a bonus action, um, it is going to open its mouth up and look directly into the air, and it's going to spit. Up directly in the air. Something, a green projectile has gone straight up into the air and just disappeared from distance. And that's its turn. It's now Oogle's turn. I'm going to see if these vines have any effect on it. So I'll stand next to it. Yep, you're going to stand there. All right. And I'm actually going to use my um, my battle axe just to cut at it, at the vine. Okay. To see if that has any effect. Yep. Uh, roll a d20. Uh, 14. 14. All right. Uh, you definitely hit the vine. Uh, you cut the vine in twine. I'm not going to make you roll damage on it. In doing so, when you do, you just hear a screech come from the sunflower and it looks in your direction. Intriguing. Excellent. So that is your turn. All right. Next is um, Navarth. All right. I'm going to start by moving to here. I'll pull out my soul string. Yep. <laughs> and I want to shoot at its petals specifically. Okay. Roll damage, please. No, sorry, roll attack. I got a 14. 14. All right. That hits. So roll damage. Yes. And I get five. Okay. As you shoot your arrow and it lands straight into the pedal, it cuts straight through, uh, getting lo- lodged into it in the process. However, you get the sense that that didn't really do as much as you thought it would have. Um, as a matter of fact, it's almost like it took half the amount of damage from that actual hit all right don't shoot pedals they do nothing how half damage works and just as a blanket rule you halve the damage that's been done and round so if it was five half to 2.5 it's three damage but alas it's your turn from observation i think every time we step on vines it's how it senses us so i'm going to continue to move over this direction to there yep yep so you've you've avoided the vine yep as a good observation. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, ray a frost uh, at the creature again, the creature's body. Yep, go for it. Uh, 19. That's going to hit, roll damage. Four. Four points of damage. Um, as it takes damage, um, its direction from looking at, um, which in this situation it was actually, it looked back at um, Navarth, uh, who had just shot at it. It's now turned and looked in your direction. Yeah. Yep, he's, he's hurt. It's now... Um, down Burrell's turn. Um, with my two uh, two swings, can I swing at two separate targets if they're still within one no. square of me? No, you can only attack no. the one target twice because that okay. would be requiring you to do uh, great weapon fighting. Uh, moving like this. Okay. And I'm actually going to swing at this said vine. Yep. All right. Short sword one. Yep. It's yep. You cut through. You cut through it. No need to damage. Uh, you cut straight through the vine. 
um, untethering it from the ground and from its roots. Um, in doing so, the sunflower screeches and looks in your general direction. Question, and I understand that because we may have found a mechanic, but like, do we have to target every square of the vine or is it just that vine is the whole vine? The vine, I'm not saying whether or not, but the vine looks like it goes in and out of the ground at two points. Okay. 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 So both ends of it. Sweet. Um, I can't do anything else, yep. so I shall pass turn. Yep, that's your turn. It's now the sunflower's turn, and it is looking directly at you. Hi. We didn't have to roll any d20s, did we, from moving and all no, that? No, which before, is interesting. Is that... There's only been two d20s. Because we didn't touch so a vine. Far. Gentlemen, we didn't touch a vine. All right. Now, what it's going to do is it's going to... Uh, screech at your direction, which is uh, a loud screech comes from the mouth of the monster. Every creature within 60 feet of the monster must make a constitution saving throw. Um, if successful, they take two damage. If unsuccessful, the creature drops to the uh, drops to the knees in pain and takes four damage. Everyone's in 60 feet of this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, the cl- I think the furthest is, yeah. 55. All right, so constitution throw. Yep, everyone make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh! D20. So glad that I fucking wasted it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Big oofs. Morale, you need to re-roll. There we go. All right, 15. All right, so everyone, bar Falas, take two damage. Oh. And Falas, please take four damage. Oh, God. Christ. Yep. You're down, Boral. You should be down to 11. Yeah, I'm at 11. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, Falas is down to... Seven. Seven points of healing. And the bath is down to 10. And Google is down to 14. Uh, That's its turn. However, at that same moment, uh, Boral, seeing as you moved from your position of where you were, where you were, you see a giant green missile-ish kind of thing come down from the sky and land where you were, exploding on impact. So what's that? That Was that was that a whole turn since he threw it up? That was one turn in order for it to move. So I went to there. Yeah. And now at the end of the sunflower's turn, it is going to spit up in the air again. And I reckon it's probably the last person that hit it. It's looking at me still. It's looking at me still. You don't want to take that risk. Everyone should just move from their location. That way it, it should avoid. So that is the Sunflower's turn. It's now um, Google's turn. I'm going to move to here without stepping on any vine. Yep. I'm going to um, chop at the vine. To your right. Yep. Uh, roll a d20, please. An 18. 18. Yep. So that's... You've cut straight through it in twine. The sunflower then turns and looks in your general direction. Okay, cool. It's now on to Navath. I'm going to move here. Okay, roll a d20 before you do anything. I got a fucking d20. <laughs> Natural 20. All right. So what happens, and this is something deliberate, at this point in time, as you step onto the, twi- uh, the vine itself, the vine underneath you snaps. In doing so, the vine reels underneath you, making you wobble for a second, but you're perfectly fine. That vine is now completely gone from all of this section here. It looks like the sunflower itself took damage. Okay. (gasps) What I actually think is that it's like it's going to trap you in place if you step on it and you don't roll high enough. That's probably the risk you're taking, but... 
It's, you can now do whatever you wish. That did not take away uh, from your action. I am going to attack this way then instead. I was going to attack there, but I don't need to now, so I'm attacking. So you're going here. to draw a short sword and attack it? Yes, okay, I am. Go for it. I roll a 10. Okay, yep, you cut it in twine, and the sunflower is looking in your direction. Okay. To your knowledge, you don't know by cutting up the vines whether or not it's taking damage. However, when you rolled a d20 and you stepped on that vine, it looked like it took damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your turn. It's now back up to Falas. I'm just going to continue my movement and up to there. Yep. And I'll cast a magic missile. Okay. At, yeah, I'll go the creature. Yeah, creature. I'll go two at the creature and maybe one at the uh, vine that's in front of me. Okay. You don't have to roll attack, you just roll damage. Yep. Three plus one. With the vine, which one are you hitting? This one here? Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah I was going to hit that one there in the okay. center. So you, you attack the vine and then you've hit it. So it's now taken uh, a bit of damage. So it's hit it. Yeah, so one missile there and two onto the actual creature. All right. That's your turn. It's now looking in your direction. So it's now onto Boral. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, I move one step back, just yep. five feet. Yep. Five uh, feet I pull out my crossbow, yep. arm, and uh, I target. Are you going to shoot the vine? Yes. Okay. Uh, I roll. 16. 16. Yep, you shoot. It, it cuts straight through the vine itself um, and <laughs> just lands in. Um, no need to roll damage. Yeah, I just did it for fun. Uh, you see the in between of that. Uh, vine start to wither and then turn to like crumbly kind of uh, vine. It's all grey and brown now. Sick. Mm-hmm. Oh boys, there's another mechanic. Mm-hmm. It is now the sunflower. So it's going to spit acid at uh, um, the air. It's simply going to shoot at the air. No, it's going to shoot at, <laughs> it's going to shoot at Boral. Oh, um, so uh, acid spit. So target is going to uh, spit acid at a target or targeted area. Um, any targets within that area must leave that area on their next turn. Otherwise, they will continue to take damage over time. It's going to spit acid at you. So I'm going to roll, uh, roll attack, which is a 12. So it's not going to hit. However, the space that you are on, this space is now surrounded in acid. So on your next turn, you have to leave that space. If you do not, you will take damage. Are the previous spaces where it is spit still uh, acidified? Uh, no. No. Okay. It is also going to look up in the air and spit once more. And right next to where um, uh, you were previously is going to land a large green missile coming from the uh, sky. Boom. Boosh, explodes. It's now going to roll down to Ugor. I'm going to try this one more time just to see. I'm going to move to here. And I am going to use my battle axe to hit the top square of the vine. Okay, yep. Roll damage. Roll attack, sorry. Ah, uh, 10. Plus 5? 15. 15. 15. That hit. Yep, so you cut it in twine. Um, and as seen before, um, the space that this is occupying as well, uh, the vine withers and turns to grey in that space. As you do that, the sunflower looks at you but it does not recoil like it has been t- has taken pain. To your knowledge, you do not know, but again, it doesn't look like it has. So that is your turn, Ugor, and it's now Navar's turn. Okay, I'm going to go here. Okay, yep, roll a d20. I rolled a 7. Okay, so I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw. I got 16. Okay, all right. Right as you step onto the vine uh, and you apply pressure to it, the vine itself 
tries to rip up from the root and wrap itself around your feet. And you were luckily, your quickly, quick movements made you avoid that. The vine then resettled itself below you. Okay, I will attack there. Okay, you're going to attack the vine that's in your, uh, in front of you, yep. Mm-hmm. I got 16. 16, yep, it's going to cut it. You cut uh, this section in twine. Cool. All right, that is your turn. It's now all the way around to Flas. I'm going to... I'm going to move forward, like, uh, to there, and then just ray of frost uh, below me to the uh, one that I've already attacked in the vine. 18. 21. Yep, that's that's going to hit. So you cut here. Yep. In between these two spaces that's occupying um, the vines... Um, the yep. vines themselves wither and freeze over. However, yep. the other end of the vine does not appear to wither. So just to continue my movement, am I able to walk onto that space now? Yes. Or is that too much movement? Uh, it's within your proximity of movement. Normally, it's the case that you can move and when you finish moving, uh, and you uh, attack. Okay. So you, I, I would say in this situation, um, because you're trying to learn a mechanic, I'll allow it, but normally no. Are you stepping it? Nothing happens. Well, that's it then. That's the end of my turn. Yep, that's your turn. Now it's Borel's turn. All right, moving to my turn. He has to leave the spaces in. Yes. Uh, I'll move two spaces to the right and attack the vine to my right. Yep, okay. So you're going to attack it. Oh, 21. All right, then that's a big, big old hit. Um, yep, you cut it in twine and the vine in between withers and gray, <laughs> like we have before. Damn, look at all that. That's, that's, your, that's your turn. Um, now it's on to the sun, boss sunflower itself. Right, and th- again, uh, I'm not saying who it's looking at at the time because it's pretty self-explanatory at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Every time you've attacked something, the vines in front of it, it appears to have looked at you. That is a mechanic I'm explaining to you because you've already noticed it. Does that assume that, because I was qu- curious on it, that if um, Brow moves but doesn't attack, then he won't be targeted? It'd be probably whoever t- attacked last, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what I'm saying is if you don't attack, then he's not targeting you. Yeah. That you don't know. We can assume it. You can assume no. it. You don't know for certain. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm always going to attack, so it's always going to be targeting me. So Pretty it's much. now it's looking at Boral, um, but it's seeing you cut up a couple of its vines. Um, it's going to try and bind you. So please do a dexterity saving throw. It's going to send out tendrils to try and bind you. Dex throw. Fuck. If the target fails, uh, the target is binded and cannot move uh, until the start of its next turn. Upon first uh, turn, it takes two points of damage. Every turn after, they have to make another dexterity saving throw to free themselves from the binding. If they are unsuccessful, the target continues to take damage. So take take two damage now. Yes, you do. Fuck. And you are binded. You cannot move. Can someone unbind him? You do not know that. Okay. The sunflower is also going to spit up in the air, and now where you were, where the acid was, a missile lands <sighs> in, boom, explodes right there. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but I think you realize. It's now on to um, Ugolstein. I am going to move 20 feet to here without touching the Any vine. Yep, yep. I am going to attack the flower directly. Yep. With my battle axe. Yep. So I roll a damage. You roll damage, damage. <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> it's a two plus a seven. You're at the base of it. It is a large target to hit. Roll another uh, attack roll. I'm giving you uh, advantage. Oh, that was 18, but now it's 10. 
right, 10. That's that's not enough. That's that's your turn. Um, you swing at it. You don't make any clear contact to it. The sunflower still looks at Boral. So it doesn't know I'm there. It's now uh, Navarre's turn. I move to here. All right. So you have to roll a d20. Uh, 20, 20, 20. Uh, roll a 2. 20, 20, 20. Oh, two. fuck. All right. Make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, the roots that are below you wrap up and tie onto your leg. You are now rooted oh, no. in, in place, but do not take any damage from this. You cannot move until that is dealt with. You can still take an action to attack if you have a ranged attack. In this situation, you do, um, but you cannot move. Can I use my action of a ranged attack to attack the roots that are around Boral's feet. You can attempt to do so if you wish. Can I utilize the lit up bow from earlier? Uh, the arrow, the light only lasts a certain amount of time, but you technically it would still be uh, useful at this point. Can it, the light aspect of it cause burning? Uh, it <laughs> does not burn hot. No. Bugger. Okay, I'm still going to shoot the the vines around Burrell. Okay. All right, roll an attack. Uh, 16. Yep. All right, so you shoot clean into it. Uh, roll damage. I got four. All right, so the uh, vines themselves take the hit. The arrow hits in, but it does not appear to unbind him. Fuck. All right, now uh, back up to the top of the round. It is now Falassa's turn. Can I attempt to ray of frost the the vines that's binding either one of them? You cannot physically see at this current point in time. You cannot physically see Ugor or Navath. The vines are large and are covering your vision across from so the I can't west see side. The, I can't see these two. You can all. you can see Boral binded, but you cannot see for uh, Navath. He, he's uh, on the other side of the vine. If the vines are traveling like directly to him, am are. I able to like? So am I able to hit like here and would it possibly unbind him? I can't say if it will or won't unbind him, but you can definitely attack it there. I'll just, yeah, I'll aim for the vine then, so. Okay, roll to hit. 19. 19, very, very nice. You definitely hit, roll damage. Eight. Eight, it's good damage. You shoot your ray straight through, piercing a hole through some of the vines. It does not yep. appear to unbind him, but the creature is looking bloodied. Basically, the creature's looking bloodied. It is looking yeah. bloodied. That's the hint to looking. It's looking a bit fucked up. Um, fuck, I have to roll dex, don't I? It is now Boral's turn. You have to do a dexterity saving throw. Would he have advantage? No. <sighs> I'm going to blow on the dice He's real quick. He's still very much bound. Oh, come on, dice. Come on, dice. Come on, You're dice. You're on, on your keyboard. New pair of shoes. New pair of shoes. Fuck. Ten. You do not. You take additional two damage. You are not free. <laughs> You cannot do anything else this turn. What's your health at? Not enough. Seven. Seven. Oh, no. Funnily enough, it's now the uh, the sunflower's turn. Sunflower's turn. Um, the sunflower has taken damage from Falas most recently, so it is currently looking at Falas. So it is going to reach over with its head and is going to try and chomp down on the space that Falas is in. Falas, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no, fuck me. <laughs> can I cast shield to try and block this shit? <laughs> shield is a reaction. Yes, you can. You can definitely cast it uh, this turn if you like. It only adds to your armor class, but it does not uh, give you any So it wouldn't save me from being chomped? Not, not from a dexterity saving throw, no. No, all right. Well, I'll hold on to it then. 15. 
move five feet forward because basically it's going to chomp down at where you were and in that same motion you are nimble enough you move out of the direction where it is so you now move so it chomps down it literally roots into the ground and bites and as it comes up it spits out the remainder of the dirt and there is now like a divot from where it just has bitten into the ground in that five feet area. So, and yep, it's going to spit in the air once more. Ugo. Nope, it's not Ugo's turn yet. Boral, um, this might hurt. Dude, <laughs> no shit. Boral takes six points of damage. Holy, Holy shit. <laughs> Acid missile from the sky lands down square on where you are and explodes on impact. Directly on uh, oh, your no. head. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Yikes. Yikers. I really tried to help. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm I also mean, trying to help. You really I'm tried getting... to help. You shot an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that I couldn't do it. I mean, I would have used swords. You could have used swords. It's within proximity. You thing. made it sound like I couldn't. Not, it's you can't move, but you're next oh, to it. You shot me. an arrow five feet. You could shoot an arrow at the creature, like even though it's yeah. a dis you couldn't reach it with a sword, but you could hit it with Fuck the me. arrow. I should have used swords. I'm sorry, Burrell. Um That's the Sunflower's turn. Ugo, it's now your turn. Uh, okay, I, I'm wondering if this is connected to what you are attached, like what's holding you down. It, it, the, the root from the ground, it has wrapped up around his leg, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to attack the root um, directly under me. I will say this. There is a root coming up from under the ground below him as well. So it's at two ends. He hasn't broken the root underneath him. Um, it is bloodied as well. It is hurt. <sighs> you don't know how much HP it has. It could be very hurt. It could but be... I am Ugo the Half-Walk. I'm going to fucking kill this cunt. Okay, I'm right. swinging my battle axe. All right, go for it. Swing, swing. Come this on, thing could have D20. like 60 health left. He's ah! <laughs> <laughs> not looking at you. Roll another D20. God, not 20. Okay, 12. Plus five, 17. 17. That hits, baby. Thanks, Barry. Roll me some damage. <laughs> 12. 12. Bam. You Ooh. cleave right through the roots in front of you, uh, cutting through. It screeches in pain. It looks in your general direction. Oh, what? It's not dead yet. Can I still move? Uh, you can. Okay. I... However, it is looking at you now. <laughs> so, technically... You would invoke an attack of opportunity from it. Okay. And uh, not metagaming or being anything like that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you hey, really yeah, don't want stay. that. That's your turn. All right, Navarth, you are rooted. Your left foot is rooted into the ground. Um, and uh, it's not looking at you. So do I need to do a dexterity check to get out of it? or? Mate, you are, you are rooted, but you are not uh, trapped in the same way Burrell is. If I do a dexterity check, I still get an action. Yes. Okay, I'll do a dexterity check to start. You're trying to off nimble now. your leg out of the root. I get a seven, so I'm chilling here. As you try to do that, it appears to pull in tighter. You get the sense of feeling if you do that again, it may hurt. All right, I pull out my short swords. Okay. And aggressively cut at the vines that are holding Boral down. Okay, yep, so roll me in attack. So, first one, I get a 14. 14, roll damage. I roll a 4. Alright, 4. As you swing through with your first attack, you lacerate through the uh, vines that are binding Boral. The vines then drop to the ground, and Boral <sighs> is no longer binded. <sighs> I'm, I'm assuming I can't use my second attack on my own vines? Nope. Okay, that's fine. For the last, it's now your turn. This thing is... Uh, 
still ever brooding, standing and looking over the Oof. top of everyone. Um, it's now looking at uh, the math, though. I'm going to go here of my movement and just ray frost it again. Just okay. going to keep fucking freezing it. <laughs> keep trying to shoot it down. Pew pew. All right. With an 18 plus 3, that's a 21. Oh, 21. That hits, baby. Give me some damage. Give me some skin. That's two. That's a two. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not a two. what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. Um, okay. Get hit for two. <laughs> it, uh, it's not dead. It's still hurt. Looks rather hurt. Um, that's that's your turn. It's now Brow. Brow, the free man uh, with one I HP. get the fuck out of there. One, two, three, four. It's 25 feet. I'm going to actually crossbow the vines at the base of Navarth's feet. All right. That is a what is called a marksman shot. Now, you are not a marksman. You are using it. You are proficient in using the crossbow, but to hit something that small, it would require a marksman shot. Even Navarth isn't a marksman. If you do that, you roll, and you will do it at a disadvantage. Actually, I'm just going to crossbow the fucking sunflower. Yeah, go for it. All right, roll for hit. Six. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to roll for charisma to see how much I cry. You roll 10, so you cry a little bit. You cry just a little bit. A little bit. There's a tear rolls down your face. tears back up. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the sense if you cry anymore, that might actually kill the last HP you have. Yeah, it take all the energy out of me. There's not a lot of fluid. You've been like acids I'm from drained, down. Bro, I'm drained, I'm you, drained. You're pretty fucked up. Um, that's, that's your turn, and it's also now the sunflower. You didn't hit it, so it's looking at flats. Right, oh, Falas, it's, it's going to spit acid at you, Falas. So as the same thing before, when it spits acid, it and uh, you are required to get out of the next turn. So that's another. Um, yeah. But you do take two damage from it. So two damage dealt to you. So um, and damage. where yeah. you were previously um, is going to land a acid missile. Boom, boom, explosion back where you were. Um, yep. It's now going to spit once again into the air. It's now Ugol's turn. I'm going to finish this thing off. Are you sure about that? Well, if I move away, does he have an opportunity to attack? He's not looking at you. So maybe not. I'm going, to, I'm going to roll an attack with my battle axe. Yep. D20, D20. A B? What the fuck? Oh, oh, oh that's a nat 20. That's 20, baby. All right. Ooh. That is double damage. Let's right. go. Holy shit. Holy Ooh. shit. Big hits. Big hits. Nice. Big hits. You cleave and cut right through it. However, it still stands. Oh, what? 13 oh, damage yeah. dealt to it. Is it looking at me now? Oh, yeah. It's looking oh, at you. Oh, it's well and truly looking at you. <laughs> it did not like that. It screeched in pain. Uh, you've cut through. It's got blood acid spooling out of it. Okay, uh, that's in right. the area of where you've cut. I'm tanky enough to, to copy hit, so I'll stay where I am. All right, so that's now in the boss turn. Sad now. You've drawn a sad face on top of the sunflower. I love it. Um, I suppose I'll do a dexterity check. You're going to try and get out, but I did say if you... I know, that's fine. I got a 14. 14, yep. You slip out of it. All right, get that fucking shit off me. What? <laughs> Let me just step on it again. <laughs> hey, you can move now, but uh, I'm going to say because you've used that, you have half your movement. I'm going to move here, and I am going to attack with short swords on it. Okay. First roll is a 10. Nope. Second roll is a 7. So nope. I don't do anything. I just chill nope. here. You swing at it and, like, cut it leaves that are around its base. It doesn't look at you. Not worth its time. <laughs> That's your turn. It's now back to Falas. Finish him off. I'm going to do... Uh... 
cross to here for movement. Yeah. I think that still puts me in range. Yep, so you free yourself. You don't take any more additional acid damage because you move. And Ray of Frost again, just blasting the bitch. Pew, pew. All right. 19 plus 3 is 22. That's the only hit. Full. Uh, 5 for damage. For fuck's sake. Um, it's not dead, is it? <laughs> it you shoot, it that pierces right through it, but it's still standing. <laughs> I got a feeling it's low. It's low. I won't say I won't say how much, but it's looking at you and it's not happy about it. So that's um that's your turn. It's now Burrell's turn. All right, I shift one to the one to the left. I'm gonna swing to hit for crossbow. Fuck's sake! Six. <laughs> Big swing and a miss. Big swing and a miss. Keep fucking moving. Pew. It doesn't even go, man. I misloaded that crossbow, and all it does is fucking fall off. That's uh, yep, yeah. Um, all right, it's now the sunflower's turn. Um. It's looking at uh, Flask, and it's not happy. It's not happy. It's going to um, get down low to the ground in front of you, and it's going to rush you with its mouth open. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. 21. Oof. All right, and move yourself north forward five as well, just one space north. So it tears through the ground in front of where you were. Like it's- What is this thing's fucking range? That is ridiculous. <laughs> you said it was 40 feet tall. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, so, and then it's gone back up. It spits the like dirt out from what it's just dug up. Um, and it's going to spit in the air twice now. Um, and where you were last for last, it's going to land in missile down, boom, explode. And, but it's now spat twice into the air, just so everyone knows. And that's its turn. It's now Ugor. Surely I can finish this thing off. Surely. <laughs> I swing, double-handed swing with my axe. All right. I roll uh, an 11, unfortunately. Nope. That's not enough. That's not enough. It's not looking at me. It's uh, not looking at you, no. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. That's it. So that's your turn. Navarth, what will you do? I'm, I'm going to move as a starting point, and I am going to attack it twice with my short swords. Attack number one is 12. Uh, no. And my second. Ah, 21! That's gonna hit. That's gonna hit. Ah. Roll damage. Come on! I rolled a two plus two, so. That's four. Josh? Yes. Alien? Yes. Tell me how you kill it. Yeah, boy! Yeah, boy. Let's go! <laughs> I realize that Attack on Titan doesn't exist in this world, but like a mighty Levi taking down some Titans. Oh my god. I, I spin and fucking absolutely decimate the shit out of this, slowly chopping it down until it is eye level with me, so to speak. And then I drive the sword through the middle of its mouth right into the ground. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. I'm sorry to do this to you, but that mouth is massive. For you to do that you would have to get into its mouth. Also, you have one stab. One stab slash that you wanna use. <sighs> you can't do a jump spin. Can I throw it? You want to throw it? That's a different attack. That's a completely Fine. different attack. I don't know. I just jump at it and stab it in the middle you can do of that. its stem. I'm perfectly fine with you doing that. I, I jump at it and I viciously stab it right in the middle of the stem. As you do that, you jump up, you climb over the remainder of its tendrils. It starts looking down towards where you are. You get your sword. You bring it up mighty in the air with your mouth open, screaming, and you slash, cutting down the uh, the center vine that it is and its stalk cutting down towards its base and stabbing and pissing all the way in acid goes flying across everywhere spitting out all in all directions its head starts to rash, thrash around in a great big awe as it then tumbles towards the north 
falling down, boom, exploding everywhere. <laughs> in, and in that moment, you pull your sword out with great viscera exploding out from it like you always wanted. And you flick the acid off your blade ever so epically, returning it to its sheath. Fantastic. And that is the giant ass <sighs> uh, sunflower dead. At that same moment, everyone calms down. Turn order ends. I'd like to move from my spot because I know there's still shit in the air. <laughs> there's two things in the air, actually. I'm also going to move from my spot. Congratulations, you two. You did the right thing. Two acid <laughs> missiles land down where Burrell and Flask were. Good boys. Uh, I would like to take the arrow out of the petal that I shot as well as the one that was chilling on the ground right here that I shot to try and free yep. Burrell. Okay. Everyone kind of reams back. Uh, you clean off all your weapons of the acid that's on there. Um, you, you see from the carcass... Um, just acid pouring out. Can I harvest the body for one of the teeth to make a cool-ass necklace? You can try to remove it. I'm going to need you to make a... Let's 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 make survival? it a survival check, yeah. I roll a survival, and I roll a 19! All right, all right. So you pull out a sizable tooth. It's probably about, mm, I would say, the size of football like a NRL football. Okay. Um, that has all happened and transpired. Um, Ugal, you get a sense of achievement that you've done this and you've defeated something that is clearly inherently evil and then your mind remembers that something was alive here a moment ago that's no longer here and was maybe eaten by the sunflower. Remember the grey? Yeah. Was gobbled up? Yep. Rest in peace, grey. Yeah. As you boys are kind of like settling down, you start to hear whines from where the centre of the carcass Christ. is. He's still alive. He's alive. Get in there. So yeah, I thought that was kind of obvious. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Going in. I'm going I'm in. I'm staying back because I've only got one HP. <laughs> I'm going in. So so Ugo moves in. I'll go in and uh, help, like uh, with my dagger, try and like maybe try and carve into into the belly. Or the stalk or something. I don't know. All right. So, you start. You all start carving and ripping, being very careful because you don't want to pierce yeah, in. As and we stab. get closer. Um, and you, then you reveal Grey, who appears to be, you know, a little bit battered, a couple cuts lacerating through and, and whatnot on its body. Um, he, he comes out, you know, slumping. His right arm appears to be very weakened, very hurt. So, he's limping. And he just, he gets out and, and just doesn't say anything to you all and then just starts walking past you limping and then you just hear master master and it just leaves starts to walk out hey gray are we still getting paid he, it's no response <laughs> are you guys done with this area you're not going to do anything else with the body i don't think like the only thing I'd like maybe check on is like the acid if it could be harvested but i don't have anything to hold it or contain it no, you i don't, don't know if anyone else does no, no one has uh, any vials or anything. I've got a water skin. You can dump out your water skin and fill it with acid if you want, but next time you go to have a, t a drink, you might want to be very careful about it. <laughs> I feel like it would just burn straight through it, depending on how caustic it is. It's, it's, yeah, true. Uh, it's caustic, but it doesn't appear to be like uh, immediately burning through anyone's skin. Otherwise, it would have eaten away at grey. As this has happened uh, and you've all uh, start to leave the area, we return back to the farm that appears to be on fire. Gray has limped back over to where his master is, as you all leave that area, uh, bloodied and bruised yourself. Um, Gray walks up to his master and with his nose is trying to, to push the body. 
of his master. And you just hear him whimpering, like, master, master. And he's just, he gets down on all fours and puts his arm underneath, his head underneath uh, his master's arm. And he's sitting there lying, crying. And uh, to be honest with you, as I'm saying this, I am actually crying. So yeah, I got to stop. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can I just, I don't want to do this, but can I just put him out of his misery? You are a paladin. He's a dog and he's going to be sad. He's a sentient dog. Oh, no. Who thinks and speaks. Are we able to make a medicine check to see if he could be resuscitated at all? Uh, yeah, you can definitely do that if you like. Anyone proficient in medicine, i.e. the healer? I'm, I'm not proficient. Who knows? I don't know. No. Maybe me? I'll roll it. <laughs> I rolled a 19 on medicine. Try that, mate. 22. <laughs> 22. Oh, I said nat 20, mate. Woo, on that medicine. This is a really sad moment. I mean, I can go and assist, Ugor. I mean, I've got a you good can. enough roll that I could be useful at least. You, you both go over and kneel next to the elf's body, um, and it's cold to the touch. There's, there's a lot of blood around him. The body of the elf appears to be dead. Uh, there's nothing more you can do for that. Um, you can tell that uh, Grey is quite hurt, but uh, he hasn't sustained injuries that will uh, kill him. So he's just going to be forever depressed. Can we be. ask him what happened? How did that thing appear? <laughs> yeah, if you want to ask him a question, by all means. Oh, that's what I ask. I ask yeah, Gray yeah. what happened with um, what happened with the chicken. Gray turns to you and, and says, "I I caught the chicken. I put the chicken out of its misery, and then I heard explosions. I came to my master, and he was hurt. the The seed that was in the box in the in the package you delivered had grew." It got very big, very, very big, and that I tried to stop it, and then it gobbled me up, and then, and then you saved me, but I did not save my master. And he looks down quite sad at that moment. I asked Gray if he would like to join us on our journey. I need, I need to bury my master. I must, I must bury my master. I would not be much help. The villagers weren't always happy with my master, but some were still friends with my master. Some came, had dinner and food with my master and would give me pats. Some nice people, like like the boy. Maybe I can spend time with the boy. He says in a very somber way. All right, how about we just leave now? Oh, wait, can I, can I pillage their house for the money? <laughs> it's, it's on fire. Yeah, but can um, I fight? Can, like, can I, is there a check I can do to try and steal some money before I leave? Have a look or? through the, uh, the house bag or whatever he's like. Yeah. On the corpse of the body? Yep. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I'll do it. I wouldn't do read that. Read the room. Read the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Gray, Gray gets up from his master's body, limps over to uh, a barrel that's been overturned and digs his head in and pulls out a bag and then puts the bag in front of you and says, this is all my master's shiny. I hope. I hope it can help you. I'm sorry there is not more. And he goes and sits back down with his master. Now I just feel like a cunt. <laughs> so, I will say at this point in time, the, the bag contains 40 silver and uh, 8 gold. 
So if you want to divvy that up between the, each of you, that will be uh, two gold apiece and 10 silver. Oh, but you know, I mean, I did kind of get the kill, so. <laughs> I mean, if you want to divvy and discuss. You also missed every shot on the corn. <laughs> <laughs> so take some away, give some back. Mm, even? <laughs> I think it's fair to be even. How about we divvy up the gold by damage? <laughs> gold by damage that's definitely going to be a lot more a lot more in Ugor's favor actually no it'd be more in um Falas's favor Falas I think did more damage than you did Ugor in that time over time he hit a lot of uh, ray frosts and did I not do most of the effort in the first four corns as Burrell yeah. come on yeah, yeah. let's not split it even let's split it even be, yeah. fucking try and try and usurp the merchant try your best <laughs> just try and pull the wool over your eyes I don't think anyone could do that Burrell uh, so you divvy it up, then spend probably the next two or so hours helping uh, calm down the fires um, and with, with water buckets and, and whatnot from the well that's nearby. Do you want to help bury him, guys? Or Yeah, I feel like it's the, the, the least we could do. Who's going to dig the grave? I can barely walk. I'll dig so. the grave. I'll dig so the grave. You, you spend the time digging the grave. Um, you dig the hole. A minor illusion, the, uh, the, the uh, elf to make him dress like appropriate, uh, like a funeral burial as he goes down. That's yep. a good touch. That's a very good touch. Gray, gray, um, as he's crying, um, smiles in your general direction uh, as, as you're burying him. Um, you lower the body into the grave and put the dirt over the top. Is it not accustomed to light elves on fire? Sure, but Grey isn't an elf. But you know there are two elves in the party, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. But not, I feel not like it's more just... of a Viking thing. Yeah, yeah. So Grey brings uh, from inside, um, like one of the buildings, he brings out uh, an apron that's burnt, and also a book with uh, the name um, Tyrbor, T Y R B O R E. Tearball, and the apron also has the name on it as well. Um, he puts that on top of where the dirt has buried over, and Gray doesn't say much and just says, I will miss you, my master, my Tearball. He, he says to you, I want to sit with my master for a little bit longer. I promise you I will go to the town at some point, but I would like to sit with my master. I ask what's in the book. It's my master's journal. Okay. He, he, he wraps it up in the apron and sets it directly with his mouth. He does this all with his mouth because he's, like, amazing. Uh, amazing doggo. Um, <laughs> and, like, puts it onto, like, where the grave grave sits. Almost like head, a headstone, almost. So, you all get the sense that this might be the best time to leave. Mm-hmm. You've had a brush with death. You've killed some corn. And you've also seen um, some dark horrors in a cave. Um, is this all related? Maybe. Is it not? Who knows? All you know that Grey said to you, seed that came in the box grew big. That might be important. Who knows? going to question that little kid. <laughs> all right. And you all head off and you make your way back, leaving the farm, uh, heading back towards Gru. They're all arriving back and the townspeople see you all pretty injured and badly especially you Burrell you're quite bloodied and you know you've cut and up. Uh, I can like, barely fucking walk so you, you're not in a good way who's assisting Burrell to walk he can walk himself no he's one a big boy. <laughs> he's no a big one boy. <laughs> no one um, we're just we're just watching and laughing <laughs> yeah 
keep laughing, can't see where it gets you. You arrive back into town at about 7 p.m. Um, you were all very fatigued uh, and quite yeah. tired from let's, the circumstances. Let's rest. Is there an inn in this town? There is a local inn. Where at the front of the inn, one, one person is setting up a sign as they open up the door and they turn around to you and they say, Oh, adventurous. I thought I saw you heading towards uh, the farm earlier. There was a lot of explosions in that way. Is Tibor all right? I can't imagine him and Grey would have done something so drastic. You also appear to be quite hurt. I say it's just been a long day, mate. It's been an absolute kind of day. Of day. <laughs> <laughs> Can you point us in the direction of the local inn? You, you're standing in front of it. I, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the innkeeper. My name is uh, Serena. It's a woman. Um, uh-huh. Serena, take me to my room, please. Uh, okay. Um, you've got to have the gold to do that. And I would also recommend probably getting a meal. Um, it's quite late if you haven't eaten, um, getting a meal and, and, you know, spending the night. It's going to cost you two silver per person um, for you each to have a respective room. Or ten total will give you a room of four. It's a large room, but you'll collectively be in the one room. I choose to pay ten silver for everybody. Okay. So I cover everyone. Now look at you go. Being nice. Yeah. How unusual. What the hell happened? <laughs> they welcome you in. Serena brings you in, takes you to your room where you all like take your gear off and, and settle it down. Um, she says to you, do you want me to bring the food and drinks to your to the room here? Or are you going to come down uh, downstairs to the actual tavern section and, uh, and eat there? I'll probably come down to eat in the tavern. I don't know about the I rest. I feel like we could use the liveliness of the atmosphere. Change the mood. Cheer up the somber mood <laughs> a bit. So I'd also go down and join the activities. So you all settle your stuff down. Um, Trent, Braille, you kind of like readjust yourself and, and kind of try to relax. You clean the blood off yourself and, and um, you know, stop any bleeding that you may have had. Uh, you go downstairs. Everyone seems to s- sit down at the table. The food that they bring you is uh, nice lamb that's been slow roasted and cut and twined. It has a nice pink to it. But I'm a vegan. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> if you want to be a vegan, there are vegan options, that, no, no, uh, no, which no, is no. grass it's and more grass. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's vegan options. It's not here. It's, not here. it's outside in, with the animals. Uh, nothing is vegans, obviously. And like you have a jar of meat. Everyone has a jar of meat. If you don't drink alcohol, there are other options uh, of like leaving. No, 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 no. Alcohol will be fine. <laughs> uh, there's a local uh, spirited water, um, which is just like a um, sparkling water almost. Everyone has a drink. They eat. There's a lively festivities. They, they have a local band. Uh, Serena comes over to you. She's the ring of food and says, so what happened? Why, why were you all in pretty bad shape? You came from the farm. There were some massive explosions in that area. We could definitely hear it from here. We couldn't um, see anything. We're unsure what actually happened. Okay. Gray and his master requested us to do some tasks to like uh, help capture some creatures that were on their farm or um, get rid of them. Oh, right. I don't know. When, when we were chasing down one of them, we heard... The explosions as well, but we weren't in the vicin- like close enough vicinity to see. Gray will be able to explain when he comes through eventually. Oh, he's a great dog. Um, it's funny, uh, right? Uh, Tibor and and I for for a little bit of time we we dated. Um, it was crazy little elf. Um, but it didn't end up working. But I remember when he first got um little Gray, a Gray Mantius. 
you know, I was actually the one that gave him the name. It was very on the nose. Special place in my heart I have for those two. So I hope everything's fine. Um, I don't think you'll be seeing um, Tilborg for a little while. Would you? Something bad did happen at the farm and we're not 100% sure what caused it. Gray said it was something to do with the delivery package, but we're not 100% sure exactly what happened. We did contain and control what was up there so it yeah. can't affect the town and stopped it. But sadly, um, Tibor passed. She uh, is a little bit taken back by the, the knowledge of this um, and... Uh takes a step back and you can see she kind of is holding herself, uh, attempting to holding herself back and um, nods her head and goes, okay, um, yeah. And she turns to the, the bar bartender at the time and, and just waves her hand and, and just says, you can overhear her having a conversation. She says, I'm, I'm turning in for the night. And then she turns back to you all and just says, thank you for letting me know. Uh, and then she just walks up and she takes her apron, hangs at the door and just leaves. And you can see as she walks out the door, she appears to be walking in the direction of the farm. She looks like she was crying. Um, the night continues on. Um, there's a little bit of festivities, people having along. If you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say in this situation, everyone has a bit of a drink. A bit, bit of a drink. It's a bit of a bit of fuckery of a day, really. Um, mm. As time goes on, you all have a bit too much. You're a bit tipsy, and you all stumble back to your bedroom and um, lie down for the night um, and rest up. And everyone takes a long rest. So as the night bellows on, uh, everyone falls driftly to sleep. Um, once again, dreams come to each of you. Um, Boral sitting on a mountain of gold falling in the sky, filled with thunder and clouds and lightning, feeling ever so powerful at that moment, surrounded by gold that he has earned. Ugor feels a bright shining light as he stands atop a giant castle with a hammer on a hammer in hand, large as his armor shines brightly, piercing across the sky. And Navarth, on the other hand, is having a lovely dream where he's lying in a field of daisies next to a giant dragon who is batting their eyelashes at him ever so seductively. Um, and I will not continue to describing the rest of his dream um, for good reason. This may be a non-PG um, podcast, but fuck that. I'm not describing uh, intercourse with a dragon in someone's dream. No fucking way. He stuck his dick in. He stuck his dick in. Oh, my God. Uh, no. Uh, uh, and I did more than stick my dick in it. Hey, well, Meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> for last yeah you have a similar dream that you've had to the night before I thought oh, you were about, about to be like it's like you'd be for last is fucking a dragon too no 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 <laughs> he um he sees the city on fire yeah um, arrows raining through the sky people in red armor running through the streets cutting down innocent people so many dead so so many dead there's tons and tons of burning buildings, ships coming into ports. The skies are completely blackened. Dark, dark, fill the void of every space in his dream. Your mind starts to get tight. And then you dream of complete black emptiness until you see a figure in a dark robe staring directly at you with piercing eyes. 
Eyes you cannot see, but you know they are there. They vanish. And suddenly, you hear the words, I'm coming. And then everyone wakes up. And that is where we're going to end the episode. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, our party has reached... Drumroll, please. Level two, everyone. This is the milestone. You have completed what I deem to be chapter one. In saying that, we will come back next time stronger than ever and deal with the ever-pressing matter of trying to find young adventurer Killsbane in the Mentor Rebellion. Does that mean we're all going to have more HP as well then? Yes, it does. You get a whole bunch of stuff when you level up. Each class has something different that happens. Cool. Yeah, except you will not get any closer to fucking a dragon. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't worry. There's plenty chapters and time for that. It's okay. I'm biding my time. Mm, He says. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye.